direct from Music City, this is live from Nashville on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. I'm your host, Gary Holt, and joining me on the show is my award-winning singer-songwriter wife, Miss Mary Kay. Good morning, darling. Hello. Good morning. Yeah, this is so fun. You know, that song was pretty appropriate for the kind of weather that we've had for about a week in Nashville, Tennessee, with (laughs) music on the wind. Yeah, it's been kind of breezy around here. But uh, uh, everybody's out 
in Nashville for uh, for spring break. And uh, you yeah. and Cece have kind of been exploring around your new home in Nashville. And I think you went to a concert earlier this week. Yes, we went to the Ryman, one of our favorite places for live music. And we heard um, a musician we've just really loved for years, Regina Spector. And it was an amazing concert. Well, you've come to the right place for great music. And uh, you've come to the right place today for great music on Live from Nashville, featuring wonderful artists, singers, and songwriters. And uh, this day is no less. Who are our guests today? We are so we are so blessed today. It's going to be a great show because we've got two artists with a lot of talent and a lot of heart. We have Templeton Thompson, and we also have singer-songwriter and really amazing guitarist Bill DeLuigi on our second half of the show. We're going to have a great time today talking with Tempe as well as with Bill, but we're going to listen to a great song from Templeton Thompson right now. It's from her CD, Get Back Up. It's one called Unbranded. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Miss Templeton Thompson today on Live from Nashville. He was a big bone, 16 hand blue wrong. With a wild streak and cold black eyes They called him Diablo Said he won't be wrong Cause one by one they tried And he let them go so far But if they did not have the heart Quit the ground, poured out the sky, and sent those cowboys ten feet high. Then he ran with wild abandon, unbroken, unbranded, and then one day. Out of nowhere there came A long tall buckaroo And all those cowboys Said come on plowboy Let's see what you can do Well he did not say a thing He just took hold And plowboy went for a ride, and they fell in like old companions, unbroken, unbranded. Calling love and calling magic, maybe that's just. 
Selling CDs from country superstars Reba McIntyre, Joe D. Messina, Little Texas. Her song Settle Down Cinderella is featured in the 20th Century Fox motion picture Dr. Doolittle. And her song Happy Ye Holidays is featured in the Lifetime Christmas movie Every Other Holiday. Templeton is a Nashville session vocalist having sung countless demos as well as background vocals for major label artists. She's performed on stage for audiences across the U.S., in Europe, and in Japan. And today, she is our special guest on Live from Nashville. Hey, Templeton. Hey, how y'all doing? Well, how y'all doing? We're fine. (laughs) (laughs) We are blessed and grateful. Grateful, grateful. We are pretty blessed and grateful. Well, thanks for joining us on the show today, and uh, Mary Kay, say hey to Miss Templeton. Well, hey, I am so excited that we have you on the show. I'm a big fan. Wow, that's a great song you just played. Thank you. Well, you know, I'm a big fan of you, so um, we are <laughs> mutual. Uh, the feeling is mutual. <laughs> Mutual admiration society going on here. Well, this is a great, great CD that you've got. We're going to be featuring several songs from it. But, uh, uh, Tempe, you're a great songwriter. And I'm just going to mention now you're married to a fabulous singer and songwriter as well, Mr. Sam Gase. I hope Sam's listening. But tell us. He um, is somewhere in the house. He's meandering around. Um, Yes, he is amazing. Thank you. I'm so grateful. I'm his biggest uh, fan next to his mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, tell us how Get Back Up came to be. How did the album come together? Well, that it seven years in the making, um, that album. And, you know, sometimes, like they say in, in horsemanship, it takes the time it takes, right? And so it does. Um, we had a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. And um, so we had a lot of those songs already. Um and we were just kind of slowly but surely working on the album. We did a crowdfunding deal, and everyone was very patient, all the wonderful crowdfunders. And and then a few years, you know, kind of into working on it, we were so blessed to meet our, turns out to be our Australian family. I always knew I was part Australian. And so, <laughs> yeah, so I'm just super grateful um, because that beautiful voice and that beautiful guitar you hear, um, 
in the production on that particular song, you hear my gorgeous, amazing man, Sam Gay, who co-produced the album alongside of our amazingly talented Australian brother, Mr. Rod McCormack. So wow. Rod singing some harmony on that and and took took that song, yes, and just made it what it is. And I'm so grateful. And my man and I are singing on that as well, doing some, some backgrounds together too. But yeah, so that's kind of how this album, because um, – just a slow process and taking the time it takes and it needed to. And um, we had written a few songs. There, There's a wonderful movie out called um, Walk, Ride, Rodeo. I'm sure y'all are very familiar yeah, with no. Amber Lee Snyder. Amber, um, yeah, she's been on the show. She's amazing. I don't know her. I do look forward to someday getting to actually meet her in person. I'm just so amazed by her and, and her four-legged babies and their story and so um, a while back we actually were approached via an email from a music supervisor out in Los Angeles um, saying that that movie was being made and they were looking for songs looking for music for it and um, this music supervisor it's so cool he just said he searched kind of horse songs and my name came up and reached out I kind of thought it was probably not a real live email like really seriously (laughs) so I responded (laughs) though and yeah, and just a really nice guy, and he told me about the movie, he told me about Amberly, and of course, like I do, I dig in. I'm, I went and bought her book and just found out everything I could about her and the movie being made, and um, none of the songs that we wound up writing for, you know, potentially for the movie, wound up in the movie, and that's okay, because that's, that's the music business, for one, as we know, right? And, right. But what's so cool is we got to write those songs and I'm so grateful. So we didn't have those songs yet. Um, one of those being get back up the title track. So that, that song was inspired by Amberly and, and all of her four legged babies, their story, and also inspired by um, Teddy Roosevelt, the man in the arena um, speech and yeah. our buddy, amazing horseman, Buck Brannaman. So that, that song is kind of all the things. Um, and it's really been an album about me literally getting back up too, literally and metaphorically. So well, it's great. Well, let's take yeah. a listen to that song, Get Back Up. It's by Templeton Thompson, and it is from the album by the same name. We'll be right back. Well, that was the wrong song. We'll play the right song. <laughs> Never saw it coming, happened all at once and now, now, this is now. I can let it break me, I can let it take me down, down, all the way down. That's not how I'm made. Yeah. 
every day's another chance to take a leap of faith. Find a way. I can feel you with me every single step I take. You make me stronger. is the song and uh, you know you were talking about the movie that Amberly Snyder was made about Amberly Snyder and I remember when Amberly was on uh, we were talking and uh, she was only 18 she was a champion barrel racer and was on her way to an event and stopped and got something to drink I think and uh, got back in her truck Forgot to put her seatbelt on. The truck wrecked, threw her out. The doctors told her she would never walk again or ride again. And she got back up. And she's in the saddle and she's barrel racing and just a very, very inspirational young lady. But what a great song, Tippy. That is terrific. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that very much. And she is an amazing young woman. Like I said, I've I hope someday to get to meet her, you know, and just hope I can keep it together because I'm very, very inspired by her, like so many are. <laughs> yes. So just amazing. Wow. I watched a like one of her short videos, her social media. She's amazing at what she does, and she's so out there and inspiring everyone. And how she can be in her wheelchair, take her big old honking western saddle, and just put it right up on her baby's back, just like <laughs> it's light as a feather. It's unbelievable. <laughs> She's quite, a, quite an inspiration. But listen, tell yeah. me, tell me how you met your Australian friends that were were part of this 
How'd you meet him? Oh, you're so sweet. Oh, well, yay. I love talking about our Australian, our Australian family. Uh, by the way, I learned as the more we got to know each other um, that it's not Australian, it's Australian. That's how they say it, Australian. But I've also been informed that I have the worst Australian accent on the planet. So I do not try anymore because every time I believe that. I believe that. I believe that. (laughs) (laughs) But I still keep trying. By God, I'll figure it out. Well, um, a while back, we were very fortunate to reconnect with a dear brother of ours in town who's probably one of the best song guys on Music Row. His name is Scott Paschal. Scott um, was part of um, Sound Emporium for years with Garth Fundus, um, was part of all of those amazing albums that Garth Fundus and Trisha Yearwood, one of my favorite artists, made together. Iconic. That was all, you know, Trisha and Garth and Scott. I mean, it's just, he's truly just one of those folks who knows, you know, he's, he's, he's a song guy. He's a beautiful soul. And he was so kind. He, um, we started working with him a little bit, kind of getting back into the music row way of things, getting our getting our toes back in the water there. And um, he introduced us to the amazing Rod McCormack and to his beautiful wife, Gina Jeffries. And Gina is basically Reba in Australia. She is oh, wow. freaking amazing. And they are this incredible couple, power couple, so amazingly talented, and two of the most beautiful, amazing, kind, generous, fantabulous souls you'll ever meet in your life. And so is Brother Scott. And so um, what happened was Scott first introduced us to the first Australian we met, our first member of our Australian family, um, the beautiful Max Jackson. Max um, has been working with Rod and Gina since she was a very young girl, still very young, just one of the most incredibly talented young artists you'll ever hear. She she won the big star maker contest over in Australia a year ago, and we just hit it off the first day we wrote, um, me and Sam and Max, um, wrote a song that we were so grateful to have written together, and then she said, you have to meet my producer, and oh my gosh, you have to meet Gina, his wife, and they're going to love y'all, and we all just, it was just this like, you know, just Australian connection that I, I'm just really grateful, just just grateful, you know, they're our family, and that's that's how we all met, and it's just been, it's just been beautiful from there, you know, it's either far away, that's what's so hard, though, but even over the pandemic, we wrote like crazy, and we still write like crazy over Zoom. Did you write? With Did them you, and so other you Zoomed? Yeah, so you wrote by Zoom? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All through the pandemic, and I'm so grateful that they've introduced us to some of the most amazingly talented artists on the planet. And we've been having singles, you know, in Australia, Australia, um, doing real well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're I'm, doing I'm very so well. grateful. And we and we have a, a sub publishing deal with a wonderful company called Origin Music Publishing out of oh, Sydney, wow. Australia, um, because of Sweet Rod and Gina. So I'm just I'm just really grateful. We are very blessed. So, so <laughs> when when are you and Sam headed to Australia? Oh man, you know I think we would have already been over there um, had you know the pandemic not happened. Um, you know, right, affected everybody. Right, you know a lot of a lot of things got put on hold. So, um, and what's interesting is I mean right before actually Rod. Um, and an amazing young artist named Courtney Kyle. She's one of the beautiful artists we've had the good fortune of writing with and having singles out there with. She just released her new album. Um, they were all ready to come over 
and you know, then things happened. So yeah, I don't know when they'll be coming back over. I know, I know it'll happen soon, and and one of these fine days we'll get over there. And um, I can't wait. I've always wanted to go to Australia. Oh my God, I can't wait. It'll happen. It'll happen. My dad, Tempe, you know, he passed away at 83, 25 years ago. The only place that I ever heard him talk about really wanting to go and visit was Australia. And, uh, and of course, he never made it. But, uh, you know, they've got the Brumbies over there, so you'd fit right in. That'd be a cool deal. I know. Cool deal. I know. Well, All right, well let's been? get to uh, Mary Kay, then? I have not. And Mary Kay, I don't think you have either, have you? No, but, you know, the connections with um, horse people, I mean, there's like a a Western cowboy culture connection between Western music and Australia. We have a a lot of poets that come from Australia to perform at the cowboy gatherings in the West, and they've had um, Western artists go to Australia. So it's just fun, these worldwide connections that are made through music and art. And the horse, know. you know, so that's Horses. very cool. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll just put it out it. there that we need a we need a tour in Australia. So Tempe and and Mary Kay on tour, but uh, we're going to get to another song. This is one called <laughs> "Don't Throw Me Away," and uh, we started to play this a minute ago by mistake. But tell us about "Don't Throw Me Away." Um, you know, it came from a wonderful movie called Dogs on the Inside that our dear um dear friend Cindy Meal who made Buck the film and the songs, you know, the um Seven Clinics with Buck Branham and D V D series that Sam and I are so blessed to be part of musically, not Buck the Film. We did not know Cindy yet, but a dear friend named Patty Hall introduced us to Cindy. Um, it's a very long story, but we just adore Buck and Cindy. And um, after meeting Cindy, we just all really hit it off and wound up getting to be a musical part of some of Cindy's wonderful projects. And she was working on a project called Dogs on the Inside, which is all about helping and, and healing two and four-legged. It's a beautiful, beautiful documentary. Please check it out, made with um, some really wonderful uh, two- and four-legged beautiful souls. And So we had the opportunity to be part of that musically, and that song, Don't Throw Me Away, just honestly just fell into my lap one day, and I'm just very grateful, you know, um, just kind of got to catch it. And it was inspired by that film, and and it also is just for for all the four- and two-legged who, you know, who need love and foster homes, forever homes, you know. Don't don't throw me away. That's the answer. Beautiful song. Don't Throw Me Away. It's Simpleton Thompson. It's called, it's from the album Get Back Up.
Yep, and I bet you yes. are too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like hairbrush, you name it, whatever you could grab. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And now it's like you know, it's the manure fork. So I'm out there like air guitar playing and singing into the the handle of the, the manure fork. So I'm still I'm still that girl, you know. So yeah, that's kind of for me. Um, I guess it's always been part of me, and I didn't realize until I graduated from college. I went to the University of Virginia. I was on track to go to law school. Um, I, I wasn't, now I say I was on track. I took the LSAT. It's not what I wanted to do. I was very encouraged by some very dear family members who one of those was not one of the best attorneys on the planet who's gone on and he's now in the, the Heavenly Angel Band and I love him so much thinking about you, Uncle Mikey. And he always believed in me so much and whatever I was going to do. And then when I chose music, always believed in me. And I just kind of, I canceled my LSAT scores. I remember sitting in that auditorium taking that test and going, this is not what I want to do. This is just not what I want to do. I want to make music. I don't know how. Yeah. And so I just, I followed my heart instead of my head and sent out, you know, back when we actually wrote real letters or, you know, and that kind of stuff or or like the dot matrix printers. Um, I went to the (laughs) lab, the computer lab at UVA, and I found all these contacts through magazines. Speaking of Trisha Yearwood, I learned what A&R meant. I found out that she'd been an intern at a record label. I thought, well, what if I could do that? If I could do that, then maybe my my parents would go, well, okay, at least you have something to go do in Nashville without just willy-nilly just moving there. But even though right. I just wanted to willy-nilly move there, you know, and move here. And <laughs> so anyway, that's what I did. I got my feet wet by being an intern at Arista Records back when, you know, the iconic Radney Foster album, you know, um, Brooks and Dunn, Pam Tillis, right. you know, all, all the things, you know, all those amazing iconic artists. I was actually – a little intern in A&R with my, my boss, Joe Tassie, and Tim Dubois, you know, and uh, had no clue. And waiting tables because it was an unpaid internship, you know. And um, and then I promptly got fired from that internship. That's a whole other story. And But it was good because um, <laughs> I, I didn't want to be in the business. I wanted, you know, that part. I wanted to, to sing right. and write. And so that's. And then, you know, flash forward, and I met my wonderful man, Sam, a few years after I moved to Nashville. I moved in 92, met him in 94, is that right? And um, we went to um, France together on a singer-songwriter thing with two other singer-songwriters, had a blast, fell in love over there. Um, There's a horse thing there, too, so God bless him. He's always known how crazy I am about horses. Um, We came back to Nashville, played at the Bluebird one night, and that's how I got my first publishing deal. And that's oh wow. that's the as quick as I can make it story and <laughs> that is um, such a great yeah. story. Oh wow. Well, I love it. I want to know yours. Well, I can't wait to, to hear yours. We'll we'll <laughs> we'll we'll have to wait and visit about that another time. But yeah, you have been yeah. so much fun. Yeah, well, you're always well, so much fun to have on the show. You are. You know, you've been on the Campfire Cafe several times, and great to have you on live from Nashville. Uh, real quickly, for our audience around the world, tell us uh, where your website is. I can find you on social media. Oh, okay, just templetonthompson.com, templetonthompson.com, and 
that'll tell you everything you need to know about me about me and probably more than you want to know and it has the little you know those little icons on the top top right screen and you'll see um i am trying the tiktok thing i can't say that i'm good at it but i'm doing my level best and um just and that'll kind of let you know where we're going to be um and as speaking of that just to let folks know and we were talking about that and i just can't wait to hug your next um i'll be at road to the horse um this next coming week, yeah. march yeah it's next weekend i can't believe it so it's friday march yeah. 24th that i'll be performing and that is at road to the horse all because of the beautiful, wonderful souls, our Hey Chicks family. So I hope folks will go check out HeyChicks.com, too. So we cool. love them. Yeah, they're amazing. Their, beautiful their products. products. They oh, are yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, it's going to be a... You know, we've known them for 10 years. We've been using their products for oh, 10 yeah. years. They wow. are beautiful, wonderful souls. Anyway, I can't wait to see y'all. I, I really well, want to hug Rose you. Well, Road the Horse is going to be great, and uh, that is at the Kentucky Horse Park in Lexington, Kentucky, and we'll all be headed up there next weekend. Yeah. Look forward to seeing oh, yeah. you and Sam and, and uh, getting some hugs, so we hope to do that. Amen. We're going to close out this segment with... <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes, We're going to close this out with a great song called Ride Wide Circle. And who have you got singing on this with you, Tempe? Oh, there's some dude. I don't know. Let's see. His initials are Triple M. Oh, yeah, he's some guy, Michael Martin Murphy. You know, he's pretty good. <laughs> he's pretty good. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and and we'll just, have, we'll just mention that uh, Murph. Murph just celebrated his 78th birthday this week. So happy birthday to Michael Martin Murphy. But Tempe, so much fun to have you. you. And uh, (laughs) this is Ride a Wide Circle. We'll be back in just a moment. Thanks a lot, Tempe. Appreciate you. Thank you all. Packed up and tacked up and hitting the trail. What lies ahead, heaven knows. The road is wide open to write your own tale. So here's my wish for you as you go. I hope you ride a wide circle around trouble and time. Keep the wind at your back. You're never alone And I hope you ride a wide circle around trouble and time Keep the wind at your back, stars in your eyes And may you find a part who is one of a kind And ride a wide circle around trouble and time
packed up and tacked up and hidden the train. Well, that was Ride a Wide Circle with Templeton Thompson and Michael Martin Murphy, and we're Stimpy kind of fun to visit with, Mary Kay. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So much fun. She is she is a little dynamite. She is excitement unleashed when you talk to Tempe. But uh, just a cool, it. cool, cool young lady. Well, we have one of the most in-demand songwriters in all of Music City that's getting ready yes. to come join us. And who is that? We have, I'm so excited about our guest today. Bill DeLuigi is on our show today on Live from Nashville and so excited to introduce our audience to him and his music and just his, I don't know, he's just got such a great energy about him. One of my favorite people in in town. Well, you want to go ahead and introduce him and we're going to get to uh, Out of My Hometown, one of his great songs right after that. Definitely. You know, Bill came to Nashville in 2005, and he came to us from the Pennsylvania music scene. You know, he got his start there in, gosh, a large variety of different kinds of music. And he is currently a staff writer for King Music, and he has over, get this, Gary, over 300 songwriting cuts. Can you imagine? Wow. And, yeah. But not only is he a great songwriter and has lots of cuts by other artists, but Bill is also an amazing guitarist. And I've had a chance to work with him um, co-writing songs with our friend Andy Renfrey. And so he also performs as a singer-songwriter, as a soloist. And I love our friend Devin O'Day says about Bill. She says, Bill is the heart of the songwriter. And that is so true. When you walk into a, a songwriting session with Bill, you feel his, you know, his reverence for the process and his faith in Christ. You know, our sessions are started with prayer, which is just so super special to me. And our, his friend Billy Montana says that one word sums up Bill. Everything about him is in the word honesty, and that comes out in his songwriting. So excited to introduce our audience. Should we, should, we should just go right into the song first. All right, well, let's take a listen to this great song. It's called Out of My Hometown, and we are excited to welcome Bill DeLuigi just after this. Stay with us. This is Live from Nashville. Time when it was 
For that wonderful introduction, it was sincere. I just I think the world of you. Wow. Well, thank you so much. Well, I think I, I the only one time I've run into you, Bill, I think was at the Americana uh, Awards a couple of, several months ago. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah, we were front, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was great to get to meet you, and I know Mary Kay has just really loved writing with you. But um, so tell us a little bit. How did you come to Nashville? How did you get moved from from Pennsylvania to Music City? I'll give you the abridged version. So right. I had uh, been in uh, and had a band, and uh, it all kind of crashed and burned in the in the late nineties. And I just was sitting in Pennsylvania, knowing that I loved to write songs, and the band broke up. And uh, and suddenly, as uh, as God will have it, sometimes every road, every sign pointed to Nashville. Like everywhere I went, there was somebody going to Nashville and talking about Nashville. I'm like, I don't even know country music that well. Why would I want to go to Nashville? And uh, <laughs> 
you know, it was it was just one of those things. And I had run into a guy up there named Jim Femino, who was one of my mentors, and he was a very successful Nashville publisher. Uh, came had a lot of songs on Toby Keith when Toby came to town, and people like that. And he never uh, he his residence was still in Pennsylvania. He had an office in Nashville, and but his family still lived there. And he started doing these little mentoring sessions, and uh, and he said, you know, at some point you should think about writing songs commercially for other people because you're pretty good if you have the uh, you know the guts to try it. And uh, eventually I did, and I uh, took his advice, and I ended up moving to Nashville. Wow, wow. Well, we're grateful to have you in Nashville, and. Uh... I mean, you've you've you you write more than one kind of music. You write gospel music. You write country. You write rock and pop. You've written for movies and television. How did that yeah. come about? Well, that sort of came about in uh, when I moved to Nashville and was still working a day job, and I bought a house so I could have roommates pay my mortgage, and you know, I had a little plan going and. Uh, it was really hard to get arrested in this town because there's so much talent here, you know? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I just kept I kept looking for and one thing that Jim Femino, my original mentor, told me is find your own uh, outlets for songs. Find a way to have somebody record a song. Be creative. Think outside the box. So uh, I started studying the, the film and television. I had a couple placements on an artist who was also an actress, and I saw how well that paid. And I was like, well, let me research this. So I started researching that and uh, sort of broke into that end a lot. And uh, it always just, it just um, adds to the catalog of, you know, revenue producing songs that you have. If you can do that in addition to country songs and and, uh, gospel songs and whatever else you have going on. Wow. Wow. Well, I want to get to another song, and and this I kind of I kind of like this song because it talks about the music industry here in Nashville. It's one called "Here in Music City." How'd you come to write this? Well, this is the this is the honest truth about a a working songwriter in Music City. We hear a lot about the struggling songwriter who's coming to town. We hear a lot about the guy that's made it to the top and has a million hits, but we don't hear about those everyday songwriters that have a publishing deal and work music row that uh, are surviving every day on what they do. And that's kind of me. And that's kind of a, that's a pretty daggone true story right there. All right. Well, let's take a listen to here in music city and we'll be back and talk more with Bill DeLuigi, DeLuigi in just a moment. the rest left town It's kind of hard to explain while you still hang around There's days you feel like a faker Cause you never had a hit Most everybody but your heart is thinking you should quit It's three chords and the truth That you just pass young and pretty you still hear the music here in Music City. You fall in love with time. 
But it seems to wear off You're married to the time you spend With your pencils and your thoughts Don't want to play the bars on broad Or go sell real estate So you drive a 12-year-old car And take on a few roommates It's kind of like the crossroads But way north of Mississippi You made a bargain with your soul Stay here in Music City You can't throw it all away Cause you could be a song away From the one that finally gets up there On the wings of someone's prayer One day you get a deal But you don't show all your cards Can't let on you do it for free And get your shot at the charts Your first cut's gonna go number one Till it dies hard at 50 But that song you wrote went coast to coast From right here in Music City I could move anywhere But nowhere else would get me I still hear the music Right here in Music City. Here in Music City, Bill DeLuigi. And I well, love that. I love that. Dang so it, my, I, I'm in tears. <laughs> you got me crying. Uh, gosh. Here's my question for you. What would you recommend for young artists that are wanting to move into Nashville? How 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 should they approach life and business here in Music City? Well, first check the sign to see if we're filled. I think Tuesday the sign <laughs> said we're all filled up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> think, uh, you know, try to keep an open mind. Like, uh, just things I've learned over the years that maybe I wish I would have known. Uh, keep an open mind as far as, like, what you're going to be doing and learn to do a lot of things, like, you know, learn to produce or you know, or just network with people that are outside of your, outside of writing and publishing, you know, and producing. Just uh, try to learn all you can about the music business because uh, your circle of friends, you're going to need different kinds of people along the way because you're going to work as a writer, as a publisher. You may or may not have a publishing deal. You may write a lot for artists and you want to help the artists. So take all the opportunities you can, sit in on all the things you can to learn the entire business, not just writing and publishing. Okay. You do a lot of uh, writer's rounds, and, and um, you know, you probably that's some of that is just so that you can keep out there and, and keep doing what you love doing. But uh, how has that helped you? How would that help Mary Kay? Because she's moved here from Utah. And uh, and when I say my wife's a singer-songwriter, everybody is a singer and songwriter in Nashville. Then I have to say she's an award-winning singer and songwriter, and that kind of narrows it down a little bit. But she's come from the 
from the Western music world, what advice would you give someone like Mary Kay? Um, well, first of all, Mary Kay's got a world-class voice. I am just amazed and so excited that, to hear her voice on one of my songs someday, uh, one of our songs. Um, but I would say, uh, you know, writers like to serve a purpose in the beginning to see what's out there, sort of uh, to see how high the bar is or, you know, where your songs sort of, you know, do they have the emotional content and the lyrical content of others. They also are helpful, you know, for co-writing if you want to say, hey, boy, I really like that person's style, and I'm really strong at lyrics, and their melodies are great, or I'm really great at melodies, and that person had a really unique lyrical uh, slant. You know, as far as, like, somebody getting discovered or something in a writer's night, not so much anymore, but, I mean, it could happen. A publisher could be sitting in if it's that thing, you know, and, like, why don't you come play a few songs for me? So Yeah, um, yeah. Is a value, and just to get to hang with people, and you know, be a good hang, and be a be a friend, and make some friends. Mary Kay, any fine. questions? <laughs> any questions? No, I don't have any questions. You know, um, <laughs> it's so funny. You had a line in that song that just rang so true to me, which your which is comes back to that word honest, honesty in your music. You said, um, I could move anywhere, but no one else, nowhere else would get me. And I, that is something that I did not understand before moving to Nashville. And I'm kind of new here, but I do know that yeah. this is a city that truly does revere the art of songwriting. And um, it's, a, it's a city where songwriters really do have a home. You can get together, and um, my closest circle of friends right now are all songwriters. And I've never had that in my life before where I have people that are just um, wordsmiths that I get to hang out with. And there really is something to that. I feel seen in a way that I've not felt seen in other places. Yes. We're all a bunch of word nerds and we always have our antenna. (laughs) Yeah. You can see that. You can see that. Go look on somebody's face when somebody says something. They get real quiet. Yeah. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. Uh gosh. Well, I want to get to another great song. This is a terrific song that you've done called Pennsylvania. And uh so how much how much did home Avenue. mean to you? Pennsylvania Avenue, excuse me. How much did how much did home mean to you? Where well, you came was, from? Uh, you know, I think it's it's everybody's home really impresses them because they they grow up if if you grow up there in your formative years you know that's that's what you are and that's what she was really and you're impressionable so no matter what I always think of that town you know and uh, no matter where I go it's it's that uh, you know all those formative years all the basic things that everybody writes about first love first cigarette you know first trouble first whatever the people you yeah, know. we won't go to that whatever. We'll stay away from the whatever. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but I I relate to that because I grew up 45 miles out of Nashville in a little town of about 3,000. And uh, uh, when I go back, you know, to see whatever changes that have taken place or haven't, uh, but such great memories from home. Yeah, and uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and this is a great song. Pennsylvania Avenue. 
And we're talking with Bill DeLuigi today on Live from Nashville. We'll be right back. It was straights and freaks, jocks and rebels, Catholic Bibles with pictures of the devil. Playing field was anything but level. There was a fist fight or two on Pennsylvania Avenue. My first cigarette almost choked me, and I remember a note. That a seventh grade girl wrote me Said we're breaking up And my heart almost broke me Right into On Pennsylvania Avenue There's a thousand summer days back there Lying in the past like bright shining quarters lost out in the grass when the carnival was over we rode our bikes to town and filled our empty pockets with the treasures that we found I'd air out my brown sleeping bag on the clothesline so with campfire smoke and spilled wine we shot BBs at the moon till the steam rose through the sunshine and headed home to sleep till noon on Pennsylvania Avenue there's a thousand summer days back there lying in the past like bright shiny quarters lost out in the grass. When the carnival was over, we rode our bikes to town and filled our empty pockets with the treasures that we found. This morning I woke to the fading roar of an old Ford. Mom and Dad and us three kids were headed to the seashore Where the sun stung our skin and the salt made our eyes sore But the sky was a wilder shade of blue And on Pennsylvania Avenue Pennsylvania Avenue Pennsylvania Avenue, and uh, you're listening to Live from Nashville. Man, I'm telling you what, that's a great song. But um, who shaped your life growing up? 
how how did you develop develop your values and and Mary Kay was talking about having prayer before you started songwriting sessions and and uh who were the great influences in your life growing up I think uh well I was raised in a really uh strict sort of organized religion so I I didn't know how to process that as a young child uh, especially as a teenager I didn't really understand the ins and outs of it, but I knew that Jesus was in there somewhere. And I knew that I think my grandmother was, was probably the one that influenced me the most because she just had this sort of like, she wasn't really judgmental and she just had this love of God, you know? And uh, when she talked about God, her, her face just lit up. And I thought someday, you know, I can find that or figure that out. So it, it took me until the later years. Uh, you know, of course, my family was 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 a really hard, hard, hardworking, uh, praying, church-going people. But I think maybe that's what influenced me the most, like her emotional her her emotional closeness with a real relationship, like God was like a friend. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when, when you go back and you think back uh, in your life or my life or Mary Kay's life, you have to think about the people that really helped to shape you and and uh, and develop your values. And, uh, for me, a lot of it was my dad, who passed away about 25 years ago. And my mama, Bill, is 95 next month. And so she's still wow. with us. And uh, yeah, but now she can she can get down on the religion thing every now and then. I'm telling you, what? Because <laughs> I grew up here in Middle Tennessee in the Bible Belt, and then it was Church of Christ or Baptist. You were one or the other. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But America, um, who 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 shaped your values growing up? You know, I was just I was just thinking about that. Um, I I grew up in a very organized religion as well, and I love what you said. Jesus was in there somewhere, and um, yeah. so yeah, that's I, I have a similar I have a similar story. So you know, it's the pe- it's the people, my parents sitting with them in church, um, seeing their reaction and their faith was very informative to me and influential in my life. Um, I think that, yeah, I, I would definitely say my parents as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, what a it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody's parents, you know, may not, may not be the people that influence them. It could be a school teacher, or it could have been a football coach or anything else. But, uh, uh, Bill, I know your mama passed away just a few months ago, and, yeah, and the yeah. next song we're going to get to is the son of Betty Jane. Your mama was Betty Jane De Luigi. Uh, so yep. tell us about your mama and tell us about this song. So she was uh, she was always a uh, you know a person of prayer and everything too, and uh, she she highly influenced me in that way as far as. Uh, her character, she had a character that was uh, more Jesus-like. Like, she was never in a hurry. Like, if somebody needed help or whatever, you'll hear that in the song. Or, you know, she always tried to see the good in people. And uh, and the way I was as a teenager, she needed a lot of for, to give a lot of forgiveness. <laughs> so she talked about forgiveness. 
And uh, yeah, all the stuff in the song that that song's one hundred percent, one hundred percent true. Wow. I love the music. Well, you love to play the piano. Well, I kind of I kind of gathered that just a little bit from the song. But let's let our worldwide audience listen to this. Our very special guest is Bill DeLuigi, and this is the son of Betty Jane. We'll be back in just a moment on Live from Nashville. She held on to that spinner till her hands were too stiff to play. Those old Jim Croce songs part of my DNA If I could have saved time in a bottle I'll tell you what I'd go back to the kitchen of a red brick house with her and drink it up She was always either cleaning or starting to cook I'd sit at the table with a grilled cheese and a Superman comic book let me make my own playground out of the woods Taught me life was simple And a simple life was good She raised three kids While dad worked the mill Named me William But most people call me Bill But in that small town world the name I'll always be the son of Betty Jane Her smile was an open door to the neighborhood She put her own plans on hold to help anyone she could I'm thinking I found faith cause she prayed so When I got so cool I found the tools to break both of our hearts She raised three kids while dad worked the mill Named me William, but most people call me Bill But in that small town world I have another name Betty Jane Today as it hurts to hang on To all my crazy dreams I guess I was doomed to get her optimistic streak Yeah She raised three kids While dad worked the mill Wow, that's the son of Betty Jane, and I'm crying again. Thanks so much, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do. (laughs) Oh, man. 
Thank oh, you, that's Josh. beautiful. Yeah, I um, I'm supposed to be asking how people can find you, but I before I before I you know we wrap up this conversation with you. Um, you know this this show live from Nashville is is Gary's um, brilliant <laughs> plan, and he asked me if I would co-host with him. It's really out of my wheelhouse to do something like this, but. Gary's intention with this show was to introduce the audience that he's built up over a decade, over a decade now that he's built of, you know, our friends and fans that listen in every week. We wanted to, he wanted to introduce them to new music and new artists. And, you know, it's been so encouraging. This is only our eighth or ninth live from Nashville and the audience is already just huge and even competing wow. with a show that's been around for 10 years. So we love hearing from our friends and fans that tune into the show, and they tell us their favorite songs, and, you know, they get to meet new artists. So I am thrilled that they get to meet you and hear your music, hear your heart through your songs. So uh, so how do, people, how do people find you? How do they link up and hear your music? I'm, I'm- I'm easy to find, so I'm on Facebook as Bill D. Luigi. Instagram is Bill D. Luigi. There is a website, BillDLuigi.com as well. So very, very accessible. Good, good. You know, we're going to be planning. Um, we're, I'm, I'm in the process of organizing some uh, trips for people to come into Nashville. And I would really love to be able to introduce people to your music when they come into town, maybe with a songwriting circle or something. But just so people Absolutely. can get a real feel for the songwriting scene here in Music City. So I'll talk to you about that. But just have loved having you on the show. Well, thank you, guys. It was a great, great presentation, and um, I feel honored. Well, it's great to have you with us. And uh I look forward to meeting you again. Maybe I can sit in and listen to one of your writing sessions. That's that's kind of fun for me to experience that uh, from the outside. Absolutely. So, but anyway, great to have you with us. And uh, we're going to close this with one song called Go to Jesus. And we've talked about our faiths in this show a little bit. But uh, tell us about this song. You know, I just like those, uh, always like those simple kind of hymns like, you know, how great thou art. And, uh, there's just a simplicity and a lot of honesty and uh, nothing fancy about them. And that's, I just felt like I wanted to write something like that for the Lord one day. And that's what came out. Well, it is another beautiful song. And Bill, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us. We look forward to having you back again in the future. And this is Go to Jesus. We'll be back in just a moment with Mary Kay. I lose my love 
was just special to visit with these artists. So thank you for making it happen. Well, you're very welcome. Well, it's been fun. Join us next Saturday for Live from Nashville, Thursdays for the Campfire Cafe in Saddle Up America. And we're going to close this show today with another song by my favorite artist in the world. It's called Big Enough, and it's by Mary Kay Holt. Thanks for listening. Sometimes you feel ten feet tall and bulletproof. Something about those Wrangler jeans and Justin boots. No time to lose and no time to waste. You're running for the win and not for the chase. But all your dreams are gonna take their toll. It ain't easy getting a rock. It ain't the size of your success, I'm told. It's all about the size of your soul. Are you big enough to get back on? You've been the car. Are you big enough to keep keeping on the trail? It's rough. Are you big enough to stay in the past, no matter what may come? Cause your dreams ain't big enough. They don't scare you son. When I look right in your eyes The fruit beer brown You're heading for the city You're so done with this small town uh-huh. You were raised up right With hay in your hair Wide open spaces Rocky mountain air Uh-huh Your dreams ain't big enough If they don't scare you Dreams ain't big.